Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Chin T and you've got to listen to this book song. It's going to change your life. Me, Bob, or has your like laryngitis gotten worse since the last time? Yeah, it, it has deteriorated. Yeah, I've noticed that like you should get like you've got one of those little like voice boxes installed. I don't. Um, yeah, it's a very high tech one though. <laughs> because it makes you sound almost a bit like um, um, several other people that have been on this podcast before, uh, I assume. It uses a synth composite of a number of different voices. Okay, all right. So, so you retain that human. That human feel. Ah, that's very appropriate, like, for the today's book, which I'm not going to spoil, but yeah. science fiction. Half I'm man, science half fiction. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alice Burden, and I'm back. Still good. Still good. <laughs> oh, hello, um, I'm Haran X, uh, and I like books so much that, ooh, baby, when I get that feeling, I want some textual healing. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a long payoff. Yeah. Something that's not even a pun. <laughs> you really... I, I was hoping you'd steer more into the... Uh, ooh, a bit more. Just came out quite half-hearted. Oh, though. sorry. That's all right. That's all right. You should be sorry. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> like just just groaning into that Marvin Sorry to game. Marvin Gaye as well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, indeed. Apologise. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Aaron. Hello, I'm Eobard Kofefe, and I'm a pirate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, what was the first part of your name again? Eobard. Eobard. Where's, what is the uh, origin of that name? That sounds Eobard. Vague, sounds vaguely Scottish. Or, uh, and I'm Welsh. And also Elvish. I'm a Welsh pirate. Okay, okay. Right, right. I'm what's your surname? Kofefe. Oh, how, how old are you? Anybody? Wow, it's really gruff. On it. It's going to be a very gruff episode of Faking Lit. I'm, I'm 66. So, Prison and Double Drop is very to you. You're copying my voice, sir. <laughs> what a treat for the ears of today's listeners. Um, well, let's get into this. Um, thank you very much for joining me today on this week's episode. We are going to be discussing a book that is very much of the moment, um, ironically enough, because it's not really about this time or any other time uh, other than the past and the future. Uh, I'm talking about Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, which has uh, been turned into a movie film by Steven Spielberg. Um, now, obviously, I don't want to talk too much about the film because that's the film. This is the book. There may be oh, that's some... why I've come here. You wanted to talk about the film. Why well, I had a big hand in its making. Okay, um, well, maybe you can get an outsider's perspective on like the problems of ad- adapting a book, but we're going to keep the uh, conversation mostly on the book, because obviously this is not, there's, obviously with any book, you're never going to get a full, faithful ad- adaptation to the, to the screen, you're going to have to drop some characters, make some tweaks here and there. Um, I, I, although, having said that, I, I would have thought, 
on my reading of Ready Player One that, yeah, this was a book that was almost written to be a movie. Did you get that feeling? Well, that's what I, I commissioned Ernest Klein to write it. I said, write me a book about uh, videos. Is that how it works? The commissioning <laughs> process in Hollywood. You just... What, did you just shout it? Did you phone him? Or you just, were you just saying, write me a book about videos? And Ernest Klein was the only person responded to you shouting that in the street. Well, I, I, I wanted a book by Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> but I, I rang my server and I said, get me Ernest. And then I, uh, and then I, I put him on my shopping list. So I said, I want some limes. You got me Ernest Klein and he wrote this book. I mean, having said that, that's a, you've got a really good assistant that they were able to find anybody with your really distracted, half-distracted instruction that sort of tailed off there. They didn't even give any lines, though. I know, I know. I but, have to have. But that was not the purpose of your phone call. You did not phone up your assistant to get you lines. You got your like, you can't complain when they turn up with a writer. I said, what, what about the lines? You can't do that. That's, that's like you're, that's a poorly issued instruction. Yeah, that might be in a tonic with lemons. That's not too bad. The no, worst thing to happen. Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, uh, Bob. Um, okay, so you, you are responsible for this book coming into existence. Is that yeah, right? the book and the movie. So you took the unusual step of saying, I want you to write a book which I will then adapt into a movie. Yeah, that was the basic idea. Isn't it more normal just to say, I would like a screenplay adapted from either an existing book or just a completely original screenplay, rather than going through the whole, write the book first, then write the screenplay, then make the film? Well, I had this idea that I would annoy nerds. Okay. So I wanted them to write a book that nerds would really like, and then change it completely to make a film. Okay, but how would that make you money if you were making the film? To... I'm not about the money, okay. I'm about the art, man. Oh, right, right. What's the art in annoying nerds, then? <laughs> There's an art in itself. Okay, but what's the art? What, what, what is the art, though? What is well, the art? I'm a high school jock, really, at heart. <laughs> I like to bully nerds, but now I'm a studio executive. The way I choose to do it is by adapting films that they, uh, books that they liked and changing everything they liked about it. Isn't that a bit, like, a bit, because, like, one thing I take away from like, uh, like, like annoying nerds, the art of annoying nerds, it seems to me very simple to annoy nerds. Is that like you do things like get quotes wrong, refer to Star Trek as Star Wars, and vice versa. Put a woman in something. Yeah, keep calling um, like um, Harry. Refer to Harry Potter as Luke Skywalker and stuff like that. But everything in Ready Player One is accurate. If anything. Like you should have, you would have annoyed nerds more if you'd written Ready Player One and consistently got all the references wrong. It's true. Like um, Luke Skywalker arrived in the DeLorean and said, "Don't have a cow, man." And then he got into a fight with Obi Wan Kenobi, who said, "You're a wizard, Harry." Well, Steven Spielberg's too good a director. Okay. Well, he made yeah. it too well. But that's not well. That's not the issue because Steven Spielberg didn't write the book. He made the film, didn't he? It's true. So you really messed this one you, up. You've got the bit confused, haven't you? You haven't really annoyed nerds as much as given them something that they've been craving, I guess. Yeah, the Black Panther for nerds, they call it. <laughs> did they call it that? Yeah, they did. Okay, all right. Over it. Vox. Who, who called it? Fox. Vox. Okay. Vox. Vox Magazine. Vox or yeah. Fox. Vox Magazine, Ezra Kine called... Um, Vox yeah. Magazine. I think Ezra... <laughs> Vox magazine. Um, Vox, the fox, the animal that eats the. No, 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 no. Vox, Vox, V O X. As in the Latin voice. Oh, I see. You know, um, Ezra Klein, the editor. I see. Recently got into a fight with um, Sam Harris over like whether uh, 
Uh, Ready Player One was the Black Panther for nerds. That's true. We yeah. <laughs> remember that very yeah. fondly. Might uh, I ask, how long after you uh, ordered these lines did you realise that they'd actually written a, an epic novel? Well, it was... <laughs> you just doubling down on your graphics every time Aobard speaks. It's not competition. You don't. You don't have to. Feel, I don't feel like you need to compete with the roughness of the voice, Bob. It was almost a minute. The book was written in about twelve hours. That, that's too surely too long to even get some lines. So if you're it's your assistant. Well, no, it was the last message I sent before I left work. What's happening with your accent? <laughs> well, it's the voice, voice box. box. Yeah, it okay. contains our voices. Maybe you should get the settings sorted. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Let's just have a little test of that again. (laughs) Oh, I'm Ernest. (laughs) Lines. Oh, no, I got my name. I think it worked. I think it worked. I think it's done very smoothly. Did you just call yourself Ernest Climbs? Well, it comes out, doesn't it? You just revealed yourself as the writer of of Ready Player (laughs) One. The jig is up. (laughs) If I do believe this is the first time we've had the writer of a book. It's true. It's true. Well, Ernest, I'm glad to have you... Ernest, air quotes, turns out to be Bob Flowers all along. It was actually the nom de plume of Bob Flowers. Maybe you can give us, well, maybe maybe you will be positioned in the, uh, to give us a real insight in today's um, discussion. I'm very excited about this. Maybe later, though. <laughs> well, well, you can only talk about it later, despite the fact that you wrote this book under your pen name, Ernest Kine. I mean, I'm, I, 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 I will ask you these questions. It's going to come up. I'm going to basically turn to you every time somebody says something and says, what's your opinion on that, Bob? Because you wrote these words. <laughs> so, I mean, if that's going to be a problem, I mean... Wait, are you really Bob or are you really Ernest? No, I'm Bob Flowers. Ernest Klein oh, is wrote, the um, pen name of I Bob wrote, I asked for lines and Ernest Klein, and he couldn't even get me Ernest Klein. So, so he, you became Ernest Klein. <laughs> you became Klein. Ernest. Okay. Ernest Klein. Apparently there's no such man. Apparently you couldn't <laughs> even get your own instruction right. So you can call yourself Kinds instead of Lines. Even you didn't understand your own instruction. Um, all right. Um, what does every? I mean, like, let's. Shall we just dig into this? Um, today's discussion. I want to uh, get right into it. Let's uh, dig in and open it up to the, the floor because I feel there like there might I'm, be treasure in there. <laughs> Indeed, I like the, I like where you're going with this because in some ways, um, Ready Player One is a story of a massive treasure hunt. Um, we've got characters who are all looking for the secret treasure that's been left by James Halliday, creator of the Oasis, which is kind of like the internet meets World of Warcraft. Uh, and um, how Wade Watts, our hero, is trying to look for the, uh, the, the, the secret treasure that will unlock the secrets, uh, uh, give him secret access and power over the whole Oasis. Um, I think, what, the, um, what do they call themselves? Uh, the people who... Like uh, a hunt, a hunter. Cunters. <laughs> is it? Is it Cunters? Is it Cunters? No, he said Gunter. Gunter. Oh, Gunters, Gunters. Oh, that's right, Gunters, because it's a reference to uh, Gunter from Central Park in Friends. Uh, but yeah, they're they're all looking for like um. The, is that the correct, Ernest? Would you? Sorry, Bob. <laughs> all the references in this book are entirely accidental. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you wanted to annoy nerds. <laughs> So, whoops, made another Thundercats reference. What do you think of that, nerds? I like it. Damn, foiled again. Um, okay, let's dip into the first question I want to ask. Okay, so, like, 
All the references are uh, accidental, says um, Bob Flowers, uh, also Ernest Klein. But I put it to you, Ready Player One is being built completely upon references to works ranging from films, video games, and comics to Arthurian legend. Is there anything original about Ready Player One? No. Okay, going in strong there. Yeah, going in strong, no. I would describe this whole thing as... um... A mashup between Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and something, anything by Philip K. Dick, and then sprinkled with references from the eighties. Anything by Philip K. Dick. Well, not anything, but you know, anything. Okay. You know, because I was going to say general, general Philip K. Dick short stories. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, like, it w- I mean, I would have loved it if it was just everything from Philip K. Dick <laughs> was in this book, like including Varlis, where he charts about um, his experience in which he was convinced that he was living two lives, one as Philip K. Dick and the other as Horse Lover Fat, a man who receives visions from a Roman Empire I mean, and believes he's a Christian. That that's a sweet reference, pal. <laughs> that's a reference. That's a reference. Everybody's going to get that <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like. We like references. But, but yeah, go but on. That, but that would still work for this book because it is just so unoriginal that it could just be anything. Is this to the... I mean, is originality overrated, though? Because uh, some would argue there's no such thing as an original story anymore. No, well, I mean, there, there, there are just, like, a few stories, aren't there? There's the, the sort of epics and the myths. How many stories are there, would you say? There's, like, Harry Potter. That's a good one, story. One. There's the story of uh, uh, Keanu Reeves uh, in The Matrix. <laughs> so, The Matrix. <laughs> so, The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's two. Uh, you didn't say like the story of Daniel Radcliffe in the Harry Potter movies. That's another one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was referring to the story of. He doesn't like the story of Morpheus. Just Neo. Yeah, he just likes the story of Neo in like again. But he refers to him as Keanu Reeves. So it's, as, is it like literally the story of Keanu Reeves? Like reading the script, so, I love the script. I want to make this movie. Oh, it's it's the Matrix. Great, that's one of my favorite Hollywood stories. <laughs> it's a good Hollywood story. Hey, it's I one like of it the when, oldest stories. I like it when the when the actors go in an interview and then they look at the they they say, "Well, I got the script, and it was just I just thought we have to make this movie." Mm-hmm. Oh my dear. That's a fantastic. I like it when story. they say that in the DVD commentary as well. So I got the script, and, and we were just blown away. I like to <laughs> blown. <laughs> I, I would like it if there was a DVD commentary, which was just about him reading the script and saying, "I really thought this movie should have been made," and so we did. And then he just sits in silence for the rest of the movie. That's the rest of the commentary, just silence. Staring into silence. Who would be doing the commentary? Keanu Reeves, probably. (laughs) (laughs) For every movie. So he's even doing that over the DVD commentary for uh, Ingmar Bergman's... uh, um, What's the one with the two women? Like... uh, Sona. Oh, it's Persona, a reference. Yeah. There's another reference <laughs> yeah. coming up. Another reference, Persona. Ingmar Bergman, Keanu Reeves' DVD commentary. I read the script and I thought we've got to make this movie. And to my surprise, it had been made 20 years ago. And here I am doing the DVD commentary. And now let's watch the rest of the film. Well, this is a good story. I went to the rest of the story. No, that's it. That's the end of the story. That's um, true Keanu Reeves Hollywood tales of DVD commentaries right there. Uh it's all on the Criterion Collection, by the way. Oh, the That's another reference collection. to another... Like, the uh, finest of all the collections. Love it. Love Criterion. Um, what, what does everybody what else think? What other stories are there? Oh, yeah, I don't like, know. Uh, Pirates uh, of the Caribbean. Uh, I mean, what's your opinion on that? Well, I, I'm a different kind of pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a pirate of you. <laughs> you I'm more pirate. of an internet pirate. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> 
I do hang around in bays, but mostly parking bays when I'm stealing Wi-Fi from pub car parks. <laughs> I was going to say, more like Michael Bays when you're downloading the Transformers movies. I like to download them in, in, in Mandarin. Yeah, I like that. It's references, see? To Transformers the movie by like Michael Bay. Yeah. It's good movies. I'm just going to point out every time somebody makes a reference because that's like I'm important to keep track of these. Uh, Is, are you taking those down, Bob? I'm saying, well, why should I be? <laughs> you might want to make, maybe you might want to make a, a, a sequel, sequel ready yeah. player two yeah. ready player well we've got, we've got one in production Whoa, unfortunately okay. I asked the writer to write the, and a sequel to the book but I forgot it was me okay well this is going to be an interesting <laughs> so it's been not be done you forgot <laughs> you wrote a book and then turned it into a movie I did forget that it explains a lot but, um, but this is something we should say for the uh, notes section um, because of if we are going to make a sequel, and it does seem to open itself up to a sequel. Um, what does everybody else think about the originality of Ready Player One? Well, I, I was, I mean, you're asking a kind of perennial question, right? Aren't you? Like, um, essentially, Theseus is shit, isn't it? If you have a load of pastiche, a load of different references. Wait, is this something? He's talking about boats. He's making references. He's making references too. So even your, even your, even your like um point. Yeah. isn't original because yeah, it's been made but by even your, but even your question isn't original because you're asking oh, a perennial question so I asked you shit fuck off <laughs> that's not really <laughs> he got you there he's got you there you cuck land lover that's what, that's not, land loving cuck unless unless you added the <laughs> question mark question. at the end of it yeah fuck, fuck off fuck like, comma off yeah. fuck off that's uh that's okay so let me yeah. ask you shit fuck off <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Maybe later. Uh, okay, all right, fair enough. So yeah. you think that originality is overrated then? Pardon? You think originality is overrated then? Yeah, and I think you can still be original. If you pastiche a load of references, it's still original. <laughs> that's, huh? good. that's good for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, what? <laughs> don't! Don't! <laughs> oh, that is a good reference. I love it. I love it. Doing um, uh, that guy from Family Guy. I love it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Family Guy is his name. Um, but I mean, you listen to a lot of hip hop music. Barnaby. If you, if you cut and paste other people's. DJ Yoda, is he original? No, because he was in Star Wars, wasn't he? <laughs> That's another reference. Oh, okay, bro. Yeah, it's another reference to uh, Star Wars and uh, disc jockeys, I guess. Um, but no, it's a good point. Uh, would you say that? So you wouldn't say that this? Uh, you enjoyed the references, then? Yeah, I enjoyed the references. Okay, yeah. I mean it is kind of fun, sort of like like spotting the references. Yeah, and saying like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, well, it's I not like hard that. to spot though because I put giant, I highlighted them every single copy. Every <laughs> I mean, time yeah, a reference. Yeah, you did say like, and then they went to the machine from Blade Runner, and then yeah. they went to the machine from War Games, and then they played a, a, a airplane. Which was like the plane Top Gun. Yeah, it's all very explicit. But it was fun still. So, ah, oh, Top Gun, ah, oh, Blade Runner, ah, oh, War Games. I mean, I, I loved it. I love it when it's like spoon fed to me. Like yeah. Uh, the original copy of the manuscript I handed in had a footnote after every reference that was the full list of where the reference came from. Wow. So it's almost like a David Foster Wallace book. Well, no, I copy pasted the entire script of the thing that it came from in there. Oh, so the movie of War Games was in the footnotes. Yeah, the whole... I didn't notice that. The book was a million pages long. <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. Well, the publishers cut it. Okay. It's a good... That's, a, that's where the... Um, you can never underestimate the power of a good editor, uh, Bob. Um, okay, so I guess we're kind of split uh, on this whole issue of originality, which it pertains to um, 
works of literature in general. Um, but we're still all saying that the book isn't original. We yeah, oh, no, I think that. I think we we're all agreed that there's nothing really original about Ready Player One. I disagree. Mm. What other book had that many other type of film film things in it? No other book has ever had that many. Um, I guess so. I'm not even Pirates of the Caribbean three. So you're arguing that by dint of being so unoriginal, it's, it's actually original. Because yeah. no book has been ever been this unoriginal before. Precisely. Okay, I guess that's a, there's an argument yeah. to be made. What's the cumulative effect, though, of this sort of exhaustive references to other things? What Do you feel it serves a purpose other than just to say, look at all these films I've watched? Do well, they serve any well, other purpose? It's virtue signaling of the biggest kind, isn't it? It's like, virtue signaling. They look at me, oh, I love the Iron Giant. Isn't he so great? But not really. It's, like, it's, it's uh, not, typical leftist media. So you're, Sorry, what's, what's the virtue that's being signaled yeah, I, I mean, is it like a case of, like, look at the Iron Giant, he's so great, but you're not actually doing anything of... Uh, value to promote the rights of Iron Giants. <laughs> but everybody loves, the, you know everybody loves the Iron Giant, don't Of course, you? of course, yeah. And then, what you do is you just put the Iron Giant there to sort of align yourself with the Iron Giant. Okay. It's virtue yeah. signaling land-loving cucks like this. <laughs> okay. That, I didn't that tearing down the media. <laughs> hey, Evan, hey, Evan, this, is, um, this isn't cool. I don't, I'm not very happy with this rhetoric that you're displaying here. Like, we're a fair, we're a fairly left-wing liberal podcast, I'd like to say. Uh, other than the times when we're not. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with this type of rhetoric. Have you heard of my website? No. Oh, what's it's your website? Alt-right.com. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised. I'm surprised I'm still available. But um, wow. Okay. Um, surely it should be like, as a pirate. It should have been alt-starboard. Yeah, that's, that's a good joke. I like that. That's a reference. What a great reference. <laughs> yes, we had Milo Yiannopoulos on to talk about. You had him on the website. <laughs> <laughs> On a YouTube video, of course, <laughs> to talk about this this book too. What this book? Ready <laughs> yeah, Player One. About Ready Player what One. What did Milo have to say about Ready Player One? He said it was was gay. <laughs> I mean, he's gay. He's, he's allowed to say that. He's <laughs> gay. He was like, That's how it works. <laughs> if you're gay, you're allowed to call anything gay. <laughs> Right. It's like if someone were Jewish, they could go. I thought that was a bit Jewish, <laughs> in a way that. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with uh, one. Wait, but, Jewish experience. <laughs> but as a, I just want to get my head. Is he? Did he say that this book was gay, as in an insult, or gay as in it was like homosexual, or happy? The latter. Happy. It was a happy book. The middle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So it's a There's homo- no word for that, is there? <laughs> it's the um, middle. The middle one. The middle one. Yeah. Well, there is. It's called the middle. One. <laughs> it's called the ladder. What do you? What do you want? In, the middle in, one. Mid, mid, let's the make... intermediate. Yeah, intermediate. The intermediate one the and the latter. One. Okay. So and okay. then he called everyone a cock and said no one would debate him and that because he's so smart. <laughs> So classic Milo. Um, what, why did he call this book gay? Well, because he said it was said it. I, I can't remember nothing, but, <laughs> but it was very entertaining while he was saying it, and that's what makes me think that everything needs to be torn down. Okay, all right. Um, 
not sure if that still dovetails into our conversation about it being original or not. But, um, but it does, because Milo called it gay. He doesn't say things without ever having very carefully considered the consequences of whatever he's saying. It's very true. That's why he's still on Twitter. I met him in a car park. <laughs> What were, you, oh, what were you doing in the car park? Yeah, yeah. I was frying an egg <laughs> on my bonnet. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's. I had to rev my car engine up very I, high. You know what? Normally, I would try and dig deeper into this question, but when it comes down to it, like frying an egg in the car park isn't actually that interesting. It's just odd behaviour. Yeah, it's but not, the way I did it. Wait, Aaron thinks it's hot. The way yeah, I, I think it's physically hot. That's the, the way I did it, you see, is I put I took all the tires. No, this my was not an invitation. <laughs> to go I took all the tires off my cars and put my whole car up on blocks. Revved the engine to as high as it could get, so the engine heated up so much. And then I put cracked an egg onto the bonnet. And then I fried the egg. Well, that was a very functional anecdote there. Um, you cannot believe in stoves. <laughs> okay. Sorry, my voice box has gone again. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> maybe, maybe take a breather. Take a breather. Like um, everybody, just sort of collect yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much for that um, but I, anecdote. But I, but I do think that it is more original than it's not. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I, I think there's an interesting. I mean, we'll get to it about like what the lack of originality in um, Ready Player One actually serves, if it does serve a higher purpose in the narrative or not. But um, I want to move on to the next question. Um, this is uh, about identity. Um, our character Wade Watts. I think his full name is Wade Oliver Watts. I think, isn't it? Um, which means that his uh, initials are W O W. Wow. Which is also the initials for World of Warcraft. Oh, okay, that's not where I was going for as well, at all. What were you going for? Wow, know. the the exclamation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's an Owen Wilson reference. That is. I thought it was a Owen Wilson reference. Um okay, World of Warcraft makes more sense. No, come on, tell us. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't be embarrassed. No. Thought... The guy was a visionary. He knew he knew World of Warcraft was coming. Down the pipeline. <laughs> the pipeline of the internet. Yeah. Which I love because that's my favourite thing because okay. it's so great come on tell us no tell us. no I didn't yeah, I, what were you going for okay it was I thought it was a world of wrestling well, yeah, I thought it was a wrestling reference oh yeah <laughs> nerd <laughs> bloody nerd beat him up <laughs> I've had this whole thing about wrestling but now it's sort of like derailed now but okay <laughs> I feel bad for him I thought, I thought, okay, but like, that's not beside the point. What I was trying to do, I was trying to say is that Wade is described as being an overweight nerd with average looks, but he imagines himself as Parzival, who is a slim athletic elf guy. <clears throat> His friend, um, am I getting this right? Ake? H. H. Oh, H, sorry. Okay. His friend H. <laughs> from Steps. Is he from Steps? <laughs> Well, this is it. I was going to say. What a reference. One step closer to you. H, H uh, is his friend uh, in the Oasis and is uh, the avatar is that of a muscly ogre, um, but is actually revealed to be Helen Harris, who is not H from Steps, although that would have been a great development, um, but she is a uh, overweight African-American girl. Now, what do you think about this reveal? in the story do you think it works and what do you think that Ready Player One has to say about identity I think that was the bit that Milo thought was gay <laughs> why was that gay because there's a big ogre yeah and then he, he and then, then Wade is like a, a short like little 
twink, twinky elf thing. And then okay. it's like they're getting it on. Are they, though? In some shape or form. I don't think they ever get on. No, I, the love interest is Artemis, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, it's unspoken. Oh, sorry, it's, it's Art Art Threemis, I think, like, uh, is the name. Um, but, you know... Yeah. I like that spelling. <laughs> okay. But, like, that's that's the love interest. And and for, and luckily for Wade, Art Threemis actually turns out to be a girl, and a good-looking girl, because it would have been really awkward <sighs> if she really turned out to be an overweight man with average looks like Wade. Mm. Or would it? Maybe that would have made more sense. It would have... I would have been much happier with that sort of uh, turn of events than, like, the fact that it's a fairly traditional love story about... Uh, a geek who's rewarded with the girl at the end, but um, it would have made Milo's I think, take yeah, yeah, yeah. more sense. I think for me, the, the problem is is that obviously it's like kind of good because it's saying that if you're o- overweight or not happy with your looks, mm-hmm. you can still do anything, um, but just so long as you change everything about yourself. He does <laughs> actually lose loads of weight, though. Does he? Yeah, because he gets the power bodysuit. <laughs> well, and it makes him that's very convenient, isn't it? I mean, yes, I thought this was supposed to be a dystopian future. Because in a Bob Flowers film, everybody's got to be hot. It's true. It's true. <laughs> You've got to have a lot of heat in there. Nobody's going to watch a movie about a slime. Nobody's interested in Nargos. No, nobody's going to watch a, 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 a two-hour movie about a slightly overweight, nerdy guy with average looks who just mm-hmm. hangs out and plays video games all day. Nobody's going to do that. Mm. Uh, but, okay, so... This is essentially a story about escapism, then. Like, Wade is trying to escape. Like, the world of uh, Ready Player One is not a nice world. Um, there's an energy crisis. The kids of, of today don't want to go outside and play hopscotch and the jump rope. They want to stay in all day with their virtual reality machines, playing at being an elf in Back to the Future, uh, and just putting on weight and just pretending to be muscly ogres with each other. Um, I mean, this is not exactly a, a really jolly vision of the future. And yet, don't, I can't help but feel there's a bit of cognitive dissonance going on. Because at the same time, it's going, but isn't this awesome? It is. You think it is awesome? Well, I'm asking the author <laughs> here. Like, what, did you, what are you trying to say with this future world? Well, my main, my main point was that uh, hopscotch is shit. And that video games are much better than hopscotch. It wasn't the point that I was making. <laughs> but, um, okay, let's... It's let's... a better future if no one's outside playing hopscotch. Okay, let's ignore my hopscotch analogy um, and just well, focus... Really more... an analogy. Well, okay, my, my example. Yeah, it's true. That wasn't an analogy. It was more of an example. <laughs> If it was an analogy, I'm not sure what I was comparing it to. But yes, you're right. But let's focus more about the actual um, circumstances of the world. You've created the world here, Bob, which is not that great to be in. And yet, there is an outlet for all the kids who want to just get down, um, and that's Oasis. Well, really, I was making fun of nerds. The the world of nerds, if you're a nerd, is not very great. You're not very good at talking to people. Mm. You're not very good at general stuff. Okay, alright. And yet you, you escape into video games. And this is a fantasy of like, what if everybody's world was not that great so they all had to escape into video games. What If they're not mm. good at general stuff then why are they always fighting wars? What, what are you on about? Like, surely if, you, if you're bad at general stuff you wouldn't want to be a soldier <laughs> fighting in a war or anything. 
No, that's true. But what what nerds like I I don't understand your point. I'm, I'm just saying, like, um, if you want to be good at war, you got to be good at general stuff. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I see you're making a pun on the word general. Yes, I am. Ah, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> good draft. And, and like a and like a, like a dog, I would not let go of the pun until he acknowledged that it was. I thought a it was funny too thing. weak to acknowledge. No, no, I thought he couldn't possibly be going for that. That is rude. I, I think it was strong. I just don't think you like you were too hung up on the one meaning of the word general. But anyway, maybe if I should have added the words four star before it, it would have worked better. But okay, I I don't know I don't know I I think that your book worships nerd culture more than it dec- uh, decries it personally. That's because nerds love to take stuff that's set against them and reclaim it. Okay, give me an example of what you are actually trying to say about nerds. But when you have your nerd hero effectively win. Yeah, but he wins a video game. That's right. But that's the whole point of the book, and not just a video game. Like the most all-encompassing, amazing video game ever. It's Basically, he's got ownership of a multi-million dollar like, industry as well. He's basically become the like the head of Blizzard or whatever. You know? Yeah, but the head of Blizzard's a nerd. I know, but he's really rich. In fact, most of the nerds that are around today are billionaires. Mm. I don't know... Most what... of them. Pharrell, he's... he's... <laughs> Yes. Well, I was going to say Mark Zuckerberg. And he's got that big hat. Pharrell. (laughs) (laughs) That is the first thing I always think of when I think of Pharrell. Big hats. That is actually the first thing. Why does Pharrell keep under his hat? I don't know. A big brain. A big brain. Essentially, all his millions that he's made from Happy. Um, (laughs) He's converted it on to Bitcoin. Probably. But that was created by nerds. He's put it on a computer under his hat. (laughs) I just think that if you are going to have a go at nerds, uh, Bob, like you haven't done it in a particularly clear way. I I feel that you're still kind of like worshiping a lot, or, or rather, the book comes across as being quite in awe and starry eyed at like nerd at facets of nerd culture. Mm. Um, well, I'll admit I did a bad job writing my book about nerds and how much I hate nerds. Okay, but I, I mean, there's a quote, there's some quotes where he actually goes off on about like I, I, how proud he is to be. A nerd, like it's the idea that, like, oh yeah, like um, I I I know all these things about nerd culture. I know uh all the references to Star Wars. I can recite all the dialogue from Blade Runner. Um, I I I I've completed Super Mario Kart like fifty times, and he wears all these things as a badge of pride. On the one hand, you could say like, well, clearly I was trying to be satirical and sarcastic, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to like um read this thing as sarcastic when it's just being delivered in this sort of breathless prose. Well, I had a good editor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong criticism. I had, I had a very... Surely you had a bad editor who completely missed the point of what you were trying to do. Yeah, but the book did very well. I think my original manuscript would have done very poorly. That's true. Like, you've, you've kind of lucked into this. Sort well, of like... in my original manuscript, after everything he said, he said, he said like a stupid nerd face. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it was a million pages long. <laughs> after every word he said, uh, and my editor cut that all out. Yeah. Did he, like, the original like was what was the what was Wade originally called then? Because like, I don't think Wade Watts is necessarily that insulting. Anymore. No, they're all they're all they're all alliteratively named. Yeah, his name is Parzival in the uh, uh, his avatar was called Parzival in the book, which yeah. I believe is a reference to Percival, the Arthurian knight, and mm-hmm. it, it dovetails into Holy Grail. But like that seems like you're again sort of like elevating the or culture. I mean, it seems to me if you wanted to make a point about him being lame-ass, he would have said his name is Wade Watson, his character was called Lamas because he's a lame-ass. 
Because that's a reference no. to being like... Well, yeah, but I, I said it counts as possible, but you name because he's a stupid nerd. And <laughs> yeah, you should have called his avatar stupid nerd. No, but he called were... that. He wouldn't... Nerds don't call themselves stupid nerds. I'm, no, that's no, true. That's true. But the point is that you're, try, you're writing a book about a stupid nerd who's trying to be seen as a stupid nerd. Yeah, that's true. So you should have called him stupid nerd and... Dork face and fire yeah. pants. You should just say literally what you think. Yeah, mm. literally just call them. Don't ever insult the nuance. It was too <laughs> subtle. It, I'm just saying that your anti-nerd, annoying nerd mission was too subtle and got lost amidst all these sorts of things. But we're kind of getting off topic here, which is like identity. Like I guess we, like the book has a very strong feeling of pride, nerd pride, nerd identity. That's the one thing they like when everything else is gone. That's what they latch on to. In many ways, the references uh, are more important than actually having a personality. Mm. These aren't people so much as they are the sum total of all the movies and comics and video games they've ever played. Um, That's so, true. Mm. So what does it mean when they reveal this character who's not a muscle yoga, but she's a uh, African-American girl? This is, I, I, if Parzival is wishful fulfillment on the part of uh, Wade, what's it trying to say about Helen, who kind of wishes she was a... Big muscly ogre. She maybe she's just having a jump. Maybe she's getting down to the gym. I was saying maybe she's just having a laugh. Maybe she's having a laugh. She's yeah. like trolling everybody by saying she's, okay. Yeah, she is. Ha ha. He loved a troll. <laughs> by being a literal <laughs> troll. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, okay. Mm. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't know about that though. It seems like um, she clearly loves the role playing element. And I feel, feel mm. that there's an escapist wish fulfillment. What would everybody be? What what would your avatar be? That's a very yeah. good question. What would your avatar be, Aaron? I would be a overweight African American girl. <laughs> and what would your name? Well, what about the avatar? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense because I would be. He said I would be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's what he is now. Yeah, okay. no, that was a good joke. I, I like the joke. Wait, what would, and what would your avatar name be? Huh? What would your avatar name be? B B eight. Okay, <laughs> no, let's move on. Let's move on. BBW BBW 9 420 Okay Okay Blaze it Blaze it Wait so it's BBW 9 420 Blaze it Wow Okay And would you look And you look like I'm assuming Precious You would look like Precious I would be Precious Oh no No I wouldn't look like that Whoa 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 Hold a second Hold a second I I mean, you just described somebody like, you know, like you wanted to be an overweight African-American girl. And I just thought like, if it, we're going for references here, the most obvious reference is Precious. There should have been more Precious references in this book. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Bob? What would your avatar be? You're a big fan of the film Precious. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that movie. It's a treasure, isn't it? Precious treasure. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. How, how, how does it fit into your worldview? <laughs> well, obviously, uh, when they were trying to take the precious to, to Mordor, <laughs> the Mordor, that was my favourite. I love that. And when they took the precious away, like, you hate. Oh, oh your face has fallen, your voice box has fallen off your face. Sorry. <laughs> That was unnecessary. <laughs> I just had to slot it back in, but like, that's all right. Um, sorry. So okay. Um, so that's Haran's avatar. Yes. Uh, what would your avatar be, Aobard? I mean, you. I'm speaking to a guy who is a really larger than life pirate already. I mean, I'd, I'd be someone who delivers uh, 
fast food takeaway menus through your letterbox. So even, <laughs> even whether you have no junk mail on the door. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, no, I'm putting it in there. I've got a job there. They're giving me 10,000 leaflets to give out. And I'm putting one through every door. And what uh, does that look like? It looks like a guy in a raincoat. <laughs> And he's got a whole load of these these leaflets. So essentially, you just described so basically you, but wearing a raincoat and carrying leaflets under your arm. Yes. Okay. And well, I have a rucksack on too to keep on more leaflets after I've given out the batch that I'm holding in my hand. And what's your avatar name? Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy Stanley. Jeremy. Jeremy Stanley. <laughs> the leaflet guy. His middle name's also Jeremy. Okay, all right. I'm a bit, bit I'm of a, a, but it's a, it's, a, it's a double barrel surname, even though it doesn't sound like. <laughs> okay, it Jeremy Stanley. Stanley. What Stanley is a, a double yes. barrel name? Okay. So, so it works. His, his mother's name would have. It's like a reference Lee. to Stanley. Yeah, exactly. ah. he, he's half British and half Asian, so <laughs> so uh, half Korean. So he's his mother's name is is. Lee. I mean, Lee is and also a British name. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is a... Lee, as in like L I L I L I. And uh, and Stan is his father's name. Wow. Okay, that went mm. really into like um, the <laughs> racial identity <laughs> in a really weird way. Like you, you described a really sort of nondescript character, but the only major difference is that it's you. But he's a bit Chinese. But his father would be Microsoft. He's a bit Korean. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so we've got um, uh, we've, got pressure. we've got BBW nine uh, four twenty blazer and Jeremy Jeremy Why not sixty nine? Why not sixty nine? Yeah, well, I don't get that reference to. Well, you just had to put number nine, right? A six in front of it. What is what's the relevance of sixty nine? It's number? just a cool number. <laughs> it's just a cool, okay. Can, can we really? That's, that's, that's like it's just a cool number. Okay, all right. That's why. Um, Alice, what would your avatar be? Oh. You Me- asked the question. <laughs> I want to say that. I want to say Maybe right like now. a kind of Princess Peach, but with my face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And what, um, and what would what would the uh, the avatar name be? Uh, Alice JC Burden 91. Okay. <laughs> At gmail.com. <laughs> No, no, you don't need that part. Okay, all right, all right. That's really straightforward and to the point, and yeah, quite traditional. But my superpower would be... Um, whoa, 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 we didn't get into the oh, superpower. Oh, you, you don't get to... What am I superpower? I can put leaflets to an animal. Just, like, just looking slightly like precious. <laughs> no, my superpower... Well, my, my extra, the thing that would be slightly different would be that I have, like, I'm really thin. Uh, like, but with, like... A big bum, big boobs, and I've got a smaller nose and bigger uh, lips, and um, like a bit like a blonde. Not really superpowers. Those are all like appearance things, and not really superpowers. Yeah. My superpower is that I look good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, that's my superpower. Okay, what's your avatar, Bob? It would be Bob Flowers. Uh, oh come on! I just said I, I was going to call mine my name. No, that's don't, true. don't steal Sorry. my. Okay, I'll do a different. I mean. Here's his name, it's his avatar, he can do what he but wants. But I look exactly like Steven Spielberg. Oh. <laughs> but he's called Bob Flowers. <laughs> yeah. Alright. How about that's you, Jin? Ooh, that's a good question. I reckon um, I would be Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I would have an avatar that looks exactly like Clint Eastwood. 
uh, and I have an orangutan buddy. <laughs> we go around having adventures, uh, and the name is Orangutan Lover 69. <laughs> but the, the E in Lover is a three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be Orangutan Love 3R 69. Uh, and the reason why 69 <laughs> yeah because it's a cool number <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest number it's yeah. the same upside down as yeah. it is the uh, right way up mm. whoa. whoa let me let me check that <laughs> I've always got to check for fake news when it comes to this guy <laughs> oh don't get me started on fake news I saw on CNN they were talking about how uh, the o- Obama was uh, was retiring from the presidency talk about fake news huh that uh, happened <laughs> And I've been it's fake news. I don't believe it. <laughs> okay. I wrote an article about how that was fake news on my website. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, wait, so wait, wait, one second. What, what do you think's happened? I think what's happened is Obama's still on the White House. Uh-huh. And nobody's telling us the truth <laughs> because they don't want to tell us the truth because the culture wars, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's really vague. <laughs> That's really vague. Um, and then so Donald Trump tried to make uh, Kofefe. Which is where my name comes from. Where your name comes <laughs> from, from Cafe. So wait, you're an avatar essentially already. No, no, he tried to make another version of me. What? He, he tried, tried to, to clone me, and that's what the Twitter was. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump did a Twitter, and he tried to clone me. Why would Donald Trump try to clone an internet pirate? Because he's a moron. Okay, yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, you're not a Donald Trump, but I love him. But, he, he's, but he's my moron. <laughs> That checks out. That checks out. Yeah, but I'm still confused as to why you're called Cafefe if Donald Trump invented Cafefe. What's your real no, name? No, he didn't invent Cafefe. He was trying to clone me, you see. Uh, he, so that's what he put out. So it's fucking... Uh, he's, he's less... You see, that's bloody goddamn Obama's lessening <laughs> in on me. He said, stop talking about... Is that how surveillance works? You get a text message saying stop talking about this? It's look, look, it's come up. You can see the recipient is... Uh, it's me and the sender is Barack Barack Obama. I think you might be Barack get- Barack Obama. <laughs> I think you might be getting pranked by a person who doesn't know how to spell Obama's name. Barack Barack Obama. <laughs> so you got a text from Barack Barack. Yeah, I'm already detecting a lot of red flags that this might not be former POTUS. Um. Red flag. That sounds like something uh, leftist, liberal media yeah. elite but would hey, say. You know, if you're right, it's just good to know that. Oh, I am right. Has... I'm all. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's just good to know that Obama apparently takes a really hands-on approach to his surveillance programs. Well, he's my brother, of course. <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is new information. I would not, I would, I would have led with that personally. Not the whole I'm an internet pirate and um, I am alt right and my surname's Kofefe and I was cloned by Donald Trump. Oh, and Barack Obama's my brother. Like. Just sneak that in there. I wouldn't have put me. He's your half brother. <laughs> well, that's why Trump was trying to clone me, you see, so that he could disprove that Barack Obama, Barack Barack Obama, was the real was the real deal. So when he said, what? so when he said, like, let me see your real birth certificate, you can't because you're a clone. 
Is that what he was trying <laughs> well, to do? That's a, well, that's it's a, an elegant solution to the birth certificate issue. You've, you've cracked the nail on the head there, boy. Yeah, well, yeah, cracked the nail. That's not what you want to do, really. You just want to hit it, not break the nail. Like, uh, you've smashed it. You just smashed it and rendered it useless. Uh, it's in shards all across the room. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to use this nail ever again. I want to show them. I wonder what Milo's going to think of this podcast. Uh, probably the same as everybody else. <laughs> we, can tweet, we can tweet it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you can't tweet it at him anymore. He's been it, it, cucked it, off yeah. Twitter. That was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the... Oh. <laughs> So, see, it's not fun when nobody picks yeah. up any jokes, is it? Uh, that was a good reference. General yeah. stuff, general stuff. That was a good, that was a good bit. You should have said sad. exactly what you meant, right. just like Chin was saying about the way I, 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 Yeah, you should have doubled down, I reckon. Um, okay, let's move on. We've talked a lot about identity. We've found our own secret identities. I want to talk about like the genre in which um, Ready Player One sits. It's science fiction, isn't it? Um, set in a dystopian future, but um, science fiction gen- generally and traditionally deals with the future through the prism of the present. Ready Player One presents us a future that is obsessed with the past. What do you think this says about the world of Ready Player One, and what do you think this says about our world right now? I think it's quite ironic, really, because um, it's called Oasis. And they said, don't look back in anger. Mm. Whereas this involves looking, looking it's back. true. And if it was ironic, they should have called it Alanis rather than um, Oasis. Oh, because yeah. she wrote the, bu- the, the book. She wrote the book. Ironic. The book that was turned into a song. <laughs> yeah, that was called Ironic. Um, mm. Which is a reference. And it's totally within the wheelhouse mm. of, this, uh, of this book. But wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is that the only point you want to make about what this book has to say about... Our times. It's ironic. It's, it's clever, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Anything ironic is clever. Okay, elaborate, elaborate. It's clever, it's ironic. Um, <laughs> there's like the ironic giant, and he was really. <laughs> I hope that side gets picked up in the because I think that pretty much sums up my feelings on it, too. Wait, wait, I on. can say something if you don't want to go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gladly, gladly. Struggling. It sound like I'm apparently struggling. I think that the problem with this sort of this future that's obsessed with the past and what it says about our world now is that it's kind of assuming that in the future everyone's going to be a nerd. Oh, that's a very good point. Because Where right now, know? right now, only nerds are obsessed with nostalgia, but like. Oh, it was better when we had Pac-Man. Mm. That's a, that's All a... of the Pac-Man we used to have. <laughs> when we couldn't move for Pac-Man and the I Bronco of our household. Pac-Men were Pac-Men and Pac-Women were yeah. Pac-Men. Well, Miss yeah. Pac-Men were Miss Pac-Men. Yeah. Everybody, he knew where yeah. he stood. I I think you're right. I mean, like, it's, it's true, like... In this world of future nerds, mm-hmm. where are all the jocks and bullies gone? Exactly. I, presumably outside playing hopscotch and skipping rope. But um, I don't think you're necessarily... I don't think... I, I see where you're going with the whole like, idea of like, only nerds are nostalgic. I, but I would actually take it further and say everybody's nostalgic these days. I, I was watching TV last night and I saw at least three adverts which um, used nostalgia to sell products to us, even though it had nothing to do with the products whatsoever. If you're talking about that Halifax advert yes. with Top Cat. Why? <laughs> the worst advert they ever. They are terrible. Why? I mean, yes, people who enjoy Top Cat 
are probably Who? looking to buy a mortgage now, but why Why do they think Top Cat's the best in with these people? Who enjoyed Top Cat? I did, actually. Yeah, but I, but right, just yeah. because I enjoy the cartoon doesn't mean that's going to let me sway who I have my mortgage with. Or oh, Top Cat got a mortgage with the Halifax. <laughs> oh, maybe they'll give me a mortgage too. In the effort, doesn't he buy a bin? He buys a very big bin. He, bi- he buys a big bin and, and Officer Dibble like, is upset because he has a home now. <laughs> but it's just like saying, if you go to Halifax... You can probably afford to buy a bin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you, and you can get the man off your back. But yeah, I, and that's it. I'm not the only one. Money Supermarket has adverts which are being their spokespeople are He-Man and Action Man. They're toys. They're toys that were actually like like came out and are kind of. I, I can't help but feel that these are adverts are definitely aimed at my demographic as a 37 year old. I know that I'm I'm the oldest person at this table. Um, it's- He's quite old. I'm 66. Oh, okay. yeah, how old and you I'm, I'm 72. Okay, High five. <laughs> old man on the podcast. <laughs> okay, we're not going to go into it. <laughs> you live the, in uh... your car too. <laughs> oh, I live in a giant house in Hollywood Hills. Oh, and my voice is coming yours again. Oh dear. <laughs> You're really good at sticking that sword and that shut out. It's like dueling pirates. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a pirate. He's not a pirate. He's a, he's a I know, but your voices make it sound like you're both pirates. Yeah, but that's not my fault. <laughs> I, I, just, know, I, I know. I shouldn't have double-booked. I, sh- I realised I shouldn't have double-booked two gruff people yeah. on today's show. Um, well, you didn't book me, did you? I just drove in. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I use the, the term book very loosely. Like, I use it because it's a book cast, uh, a book cast essentially. Uh. Um, yeah, but like this is um this is an uh, interesting point I want to like like that Alice has raised. Uh, is nostalgia purely the domain of nerds, or is it just our present state of culture? I, I can't help but feel it, it goes beyond like just nerd culture. I'd argue that the reason why people things like Trump happened and Brexit happened is because people are trying to look back to a bygone time which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump even looks like fucking Biff Tannen from Back to the Future 2 uh, in Biff World. Uh, Brexit is kind of like fueled by the idea of people wanting to go back to a time when England was like when the United Kingdom was separate from like the co- continent and we had bad food. Uh, I, I just help, can't help but feel that like nostalgia has been weaponized and used against us now. Okay, fine. You're talking about sort of broad nostalgia though. Mm. And I'm talking mm. about specific nostalgia because you could say that like that's always been like that. It's mm. people have always been nostalgic mm. though for yeah. like the past. I'm doing air quotes for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you looked like say at the turn of the 20th century out the ow. So Bob Flash just pinched me. <laughs> oh, oh, not oh cool. come on, Bob. Don't Weinstein yourself. Don't, uh, don't do a Weinstein. Like That's not cool. Last time, I think Bob is kind of handsy, and uh, I think Apology Corner. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Oh, no. Speaking of references, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. the fact that yeah. he's not good the old moral old. high ground. I think. Apology <laughs> Corner. G Corner. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's the that old right that come theme tune. <laughs> yeah. We just okay. put it up right there up front <laughs> for all the horrible things they're about to say on the website. What do you have to say for yourself? I am very sorry. I saw a mosquito one here. Oh. Why are you looking at Chin? Look me in the eye and apologize. I didn't look at you in the eye as you apologize. There was a giant mosquito on you. 
Okay, fine. So How as... big was this mosquito? <laughs> it was bigger than a car. Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay, let's, let's, let's stop it. You, you are big fibbers. You are big fibbers. Are you saying uh, that's my rap name? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. My big fibber. Here with the hootie ass bitches. Let's stop this uh. now. Let's stop that right now. I don't like this new facet to your character in your history. Uh, we're going to move past that. For the, for that. I've never released any. Uh, okay, good, good, good. Alice, your point, your point. Oh, yeah. So I was saying uh, we were looking at the turn of the century in, um, in the arts. Mm. And we could look at something like the arts and crafts movement, which was nostalgic for handmade... Um, Handmade. Hand they wanted everything to be made of solid pork. <laughs> Excluded Muslims and Jews. Yeah. Harriet, it looked good. There weren't Muslims or Jews in England. I'm pretty sure there was. Everything was handmade, and there were no Muslims or Jews in England. William Morris wanted to go back to those days of handmade times where there were no Jews or Muslims in England. And so he made wallpaper out of ham and vases out of ham. What did he make ham out of? He didn't make ham. He made ham out of wallpaper. He just made furniture. And then people started. And going, then yeah. people were nostalgic for the past. And but then there were always obviously the other people who were like Oh, the future. We're gonna mass produce candlesticks out of mm. ham. Okay. <laughs> no, not ham. Chicken. But then, the, but then the first uh, Jewish person came to England, mm-hmm. and they suddenly realised, oh, it's political correctness gone mad. Mm-hmm. We've got to have to change all the buildings and everything yeah. that we've made out of ham <laughs> into bricks. Mm-hmm. They called it. Um, they called it the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Is or that was a it reference? Armageddon. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then obviously, as as um, Ayabad said, um, they turned everything into bricks. And ever since then, we've been hark- harking back for that day. That's why we had Brexit. Oh, you get it? Yeah. What about you? What about you? Where is this coming from, Harold? What you didn't like that? No, I was no. calling back to her. Oh, okay. her, her, her. It's not about that. The you are all over the shop, Harry. I'm gonna stop you right now. Why don't you join up with Aobard Fefe? I don't like this nerd bashing though. I don't understand. You're not a nerd. No, but why is the term nerd pejorative? I thought nerd was it geeks shouldn't inherit the earth. And also there is a difference between geeks, nerds, dweebs. Yeah, there are. Sleeves. Sleeves. The thing is, though, there are real nerds, and then there are people who kind of are like false nerds. Like, like pretend people nerds. Who, yeah, people who are like, oh, I love the references. I'm going to be what, hard to be a nerd. The... And then there's people who are genuinely interested in things and have a genuine, deep interest so in what, stuff. Yeah, so what is the difference? Yeah, between a passion. So a chin is a nerd. Yeah, but he's a nerd. I would say he's a nerd. nerd. He's not. <laughs> no, but I mean that in a. <laughs> but you're I mean a nerd. A... For, but he's a nerd for music and books. Yeah, but he's films. a nerd. But which is a good I thing. am not a nerd. I am a funky guy. <laughs> <laughs> I take I take exception to being called a nerd when I'm clearly a funky guy. Hashtag funky guy for life. The nerds are our mortal enemies. <laughs> the nerds are mortal enemies. Yeah, I used to I used to I used to like give them swellies and like twist their nipples. And <laughs> <laughs> is that a special type of ice cream? <laughs> 
Um, what the twisted nipple? I don't know. It wasn't. I have never seen it. Like, uh, um, but no, that's the nerds are, um, are the mortal enemy of the funky guy. Um, and like, I I think it's really insulting that you called me a nerd right there. Take him to court. <laughs> Take him to court. We need to stand there. I'll be the judge of that. You really want to go to court? We now. need to go to court. I think we're running quite long in this episode. I don't think we have time. We got to go to court or I'm going to shut down my website. Okay, you want wait, wait. No, wait, that's, wait, wait, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If you don't take me to court, I'm gonna shut down my website. Okay, I'm willing. To, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Take me to court. Okay. I guess why did I? What am I doing? But yeah, let's move past unpleasantness. I am okay. not a nerd. Okay. Like, but I think you've you've hit the crux of the thing. The, some people think that the term nerd is a pejorative term, whereas I think it's the sort of term of reverence and it's just trying to show interest. Yeah, but and I, oh, I don't yeah. agree. No, with but this in this, but in this specific book, though, the nerds are not like just people who are passionate about something. It's to a to a degree that they could be called a nerd. They're just people who are like, oh, I just know all the references to things, and on like they're like they're nerds by choice, and I think that's different. I guess what you, I, I think what you, I get what you're saying is that there's just because it's a reference to something doesn't. Where is the love? Right, in, in a Thank way, you, which is yeah. a reference to the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> um, but, 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 but seriously, where is where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I like that reference. Um, but no, um, but it's true. Like it feels empty, doesn't it? It yeah. all feels kind of hollow, mm-hmm. as hollow as the Easter eggs that you're meant to spot in the book. There's nothing. Like everybody wants to find Easter eggs, but why? They're ultimately chocolate shells of nothing. Um, there's not even like a kinder surprise where there's a like a little gift inside. There's nothing inside it, and I, I get what you're saying. Like, what is the point of being an enthusiast when all you can do is just list things? Mm-hmm. Where is but you're not an enthusiast. You're just a you're just a, a BuzzFeed article, effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walking, um, talking BuzzFeed article. I, I, I see. I mean, and that's you, right, Harren. You're a walking, talking <laughs> BuzzFeed article. They're my enemies, <laughs> but now I've shut down my website. I suppose I'm quite fond of that. <laughs> But you, I mean, okay, so you think like like this? I I agree with you. Like in one point, like Harren, like nobody really wants to be like I'm called. Uh, well, nobody, no, I, nobody wanted to be called a nerd back in the um, yeah. it, it, when like, in the '80s when a lot of these like refer- like these movies he referred to came out. But now nerd culture has reached its ascendancy. Mm. I, I it's like it's elevated. I don't like that though. I don't. No, like I don't like that. it. Yeah, because it's normie. He's fucking reclaiming. <laughs> it's fucking like oh, I'm a I'm the cheerleader and I had sex when I was. I'm going to wear a shirt that says nerd. I pretend to be a... No, you haven't got fucking bullied. What? Oh, no, you have fucking social skills. Stop trying to reclaim I love this my guy. territory. So you've got a website. <laughs> it's true, it's true, Harren. There it's were cool. not nearly enough references to Lolita in <laughs> So, and who are you? I'm Humber, Humber. <laughs> Gotta love me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I think it's um it's, it's difficult. I, I I the culture of today seems to elevate nerds because nerds are everywhere now in our mass media. They run all our companies. They're on shows like The Big Bang Theory. They're dictating what every reboot, Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, Star Trek. Everything is catered towards a certain type of male consumer. Mm-hmm. Everything they run everything. Um and. It's almost like there's no there's no shame in being called a nerd because it doesn't mean anything if everybody wants to identify as a nerd. Really, there's no point anymore. Um, and I think 
Ready Player One, I guess the most dystopian element of the uh, book, like Alice said, is that this is a world where that is, that everybody is like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Well, like, all you share is a common culture of like Star Wars. I and like Star how Trek. you referred to it as dystopian, like, oh God. <laughs> It's terrible, I think. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's like, it is kind of dystopian. I mean, I like having, I like meeting people who are kind of different from me. It's nice when you share, like, um, when you can make a Simpsons reference and everybody gets it. But it's also nice to learn new things, you know, like to talk about something and it doesn't revolve around the Simpsons or Star Wars or Star Trek. But what about if it's a homage <laughs> as opposed to a Simpsons reference? <laughs> that was a homage to an earlier episode of Faking Lips. Yeah. No, that was, a, that was a reference. Oh wait, it's, <laughs> a, it's a double homage because homage homage homage. It's, it goes so deep. So like Kendrick says, there's levels to it you and I know. But that's another reference. But no, I, I think what like it feels like the Oasis is ultimately what would happen if you had a virtual reality echo chamber. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of people, but they're all fighting each other. It doesn't make sense. You should all be coming together, I guess. And just... Well, they'll be fighting each other for fun. For the treasure. If you left me here for at least another 35 minutes, I'll fight all of you. I will have fought at least oh, at doesn't. least four of you. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Oh, I'll bite you right fight. now. I'm only on robot arms. I can't fight. It was just your voice. Your arms are robotic as well. Yeah, I lost into the cancer. <laughs> you had, wait a second. You had arm cancer. <laughs> I don't know oh, if I really you know. Had cancer. Cancer. You meant cancer the crab. Is that what you meant? Yeah, it was a big crab. <laughs> The STD, you have the STD, and it. No, <laughs> when you said you lost your arm to the arm cancer, it was a crap. It snipped off. And with my, well, with my friend Steven Spielberg, I was filming the film Hook. And there was a scene of a giant crab, and it cut out my voice box and my arm. And Captain Hook's hands. How did, how, how did you stop the crab after it snipped off your arms and your voice box? I shouted to the best boy grip, I said, Steve Boy, stop that crab. <laughs> that was the um, original but you didn't have a voice box <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true I used I love arms I can use sign language <laughs> I just gave him a knowing look me and Steve Boy we go way back I think, I, think, I think that was like you were just saying the original title for Hook which was Steve Boy Stop That Crap <laughs> Scene like, because we ran out of film. I just have a note for you about this film that you're making, Steve Boy, Stop That Crab. The story of Peter Pan. <laughs> Why well, I Hook instead? Well, oh, that's, that's much better. Yeah, you know, that's the serialization of my life story. Steve, Steve Boy, Boy Stop, Stop That, that Crab. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, that book is available on uh, Kindle and all good good bookshops now. Look for the book with the cover of <laughs> Steve Boy, Stop That Crab. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! That That's a good reference. What's the cover to that book again? What's the cover to that book again? Well, I'm an idiot. The cover is um, going to be uh, Crab and me. And who, whose name's it going to be under? Yours or Ernest Klein's? It's going to be under both of our names. Wow! And what kind of actors are you going to have Crossover. in the movie? I'm going to get a load of hunks to play me. I'm going to get. I'm going to finally do it right this time. So you're going to be played by multiple hunks. <laughs> There's a group of hunks, and they all speak at the same time. Hi, I'm Bob Flowers. We are Bob Flowers. And Ernest Klein. Hi. 
Is that it? That's the movie. Yeah. That's a really bold decision. I like I'm that. I'm going to uh, I'm going to get a woman called Hillary to wank Huffleman. Oh, God. <laughs> to wank Huffleman. And how is this representative of your life? I mean, this is meant to be a biography. I, uh, what, I'm going to get... I'm going to get... Uh, I'm going to get a giant totem pole. <laughs> This is a covered with right? perfume. This covered is... with Chanel perfume. It's gonna be a Chanel totem. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I mean, generally as a rule, don't you, when you make a biopic and a film based on your life, it actually has to be based upon things that happened in your life. All these things happened. Okay, but it seems like you're just pulling them out of the air. It does seem like you're going, and I'm going to do this. Because it's just stuff that like you're just thinking of on the fly, not that it came from a, a real memory or anything. Or is that how you remember things? Like, like And then I would... Go to the shops, and then I got some perfume, and I put it all over a bear, and... Yeah, the totem pole. The totem pole. <laughs> it's a channel. Is that, is that how memory works? Is that how we works? And there's going to be a female deer in a bar. So I remember the time I was in By a bridge. It's World be- War Two, <laughs> and the Nazis came, and... Took my no, totem pole. Uh, stop! Stop! Please! I'm just telling my story. This is gonna be the the child totem, the the Hillary's wank, the the hunks. There's gonna be the bridge bar though. Oh God! <laughs> I remember Transformers. That was a I don't understand good what you're show. Doing. <laughs> I, I'm remembering things from my life. He's, he's making, he, he's making puns on I'm remembering things from my life. That's how people. <laughs> I'm not thinking this man how I want to make the film. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just make make the memories snappier. Just a bit snappier. Nobody oh, wants yeah. to like watch a doddering old man sort of like haltingly tell the story <laughs> of his life, which doesn't make much sense. I make the difference. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm going to move on to the final question, that's all right. Um, I want to say that uh, Ready Player One has been described as Twilight for nerds. Do you agree with this statement? What are the similarities you see between Twilight and Ready Player One? Are there any? Uh, I think a Twilight for nerds would be when the geometric centre of the sun is between 18 degrees below the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you did a nerd voice. That's when we, you said that. Yeah. That's how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. So why don't you talk like that all the time? <laughs> I do. I'm just playing my avatar of uh, PGPW9 <laughs> 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 for 20 Blazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Is that what BBW9 sounds like? Just like this reasonable... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit weird They speak too fast. They got kind of... So you look like Precious and sound like that. Yes. Okay. But right. I think there we are being exposed to racists, haven't we? Oh, oh I'm not. What, what, do you, what did you want me to speak like? You wanted me to speak like, oh, I want some Alabama pie in my mouth. Oh, oh no, my diabetes, my diabetes. That's how you wanted me to speak. Isn't I didn't it? say that. But I didn't no. say that at all. You I'm... sound like it. <laughs> you want some Alabama pie in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I think it's best that Harold doesn't try to do like voices quite that often. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you chose that voice for your. Avatar. This is my voice. Um, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to paint that picture for the listeners at home. Um, what does everybody else think? Was it like um? Is this Bob! Twilight for nerds? Sorry, Ooh, Bob's happened? harassing me again. <sighs> Bob, calm it down. Calm it down. We know this is not the time to be doing this. Especially you of all people, as a Hollywood insider, should know this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. Everybody else, Twilight for nerds? Yes or no? As I've already established, it's more like Black Panther for nerds. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Black Panther is not really that much of a love story, is it? Yes, it is. Who, who falls in love in Black Panther? Some of the, the people. <laughs> the man who rides the rhinos. And the yeah, lady. he falls in love with the, the lady. They don't really The lady one. who knifes everybody. <laughs> they had a <laughs> knife lady. Are you a big fan of Black Panther? They had a really... <laughs> I love Black Panther. Oldright.com gave it 10 out of 10. Okay. Really? That was just a good movie. <laughs> Fair enough. If anyone's surprised about that, then I'm surprised that you're surprised. <laughs> okay, it was a good movie. But that was a pre-existing relationship. Not really a love story. Not really like Twilight. Um, they, they didn't Not really like um, Ready Player One, I'd argue, as well. Um, let's talk about like um, Art Thremis, like um, the uh, lo- love interest for uh, uh, Wade. Um, how is she presented in this book? And like, if it's Twilight for nerds, then you're basically essentially being asked to read a story about a nerd who falls in love with a girl and gets everything that he wants. And it's an idealized um, version of a nerd girl who's clearly into all the things that you'd be as in as a nerd. Oh, she's not like the other girls because she likes uh, Harry Potter and uh, she knows that Dumbledore is gay. not the same as... Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought you were going to say because Dumbledore's gay. Well, yeah, that too. But, like, um, like we don't have to w- dwell on that. Um, like, yeah, this sort of stuff is, like, the, the sort of stuff that, like, nerds really fetishize. Like, oh, like, oh, I found somebody who's into the stuff that I'm into and they appreciate it on the same level that I do. That's just everybody. That's very true. Like, <laughs> gym people are like, oh, I've met somebody who likes going to the gym as much as me. They're on my level. They like going out, going to Tiger Tiger every mm-hmm. Friday night. It's just the same. That's just what meeting people that you like is. You don't have to fetishise it. Do you think that everybody does fetishise that to a certain degree, though? I don't think... I don't think... I think it is a particular thing, though, with um, more sort of hardcore nerds is just saying, like, Oh, I'm a sapiosexual, and I like girls who are. That's the voice. Good on. Yeah, that's, that's the voice of Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like girls who are clever. It's like no, you also like girls who have a nice face oh. and are interesting to you and have the same interests and are just on your level. It's not like oh, I can't. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, Obje- me- still, it's, an, it's a still another way of objectifying. I mean, me women. personally, I can't get into a person unless they're a well-rounded human being. You know, I get really. Oh, that's my thing. Like a perfectly well-rounded human being with levels and dimensions. Yeah, like yeah, like Harrod's character there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, perfect spear. Is that, is that that's what you're looking for? Like, well, perfect spear. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for a manball. <laughs> I'm looking for a, a total manball. Why does it have to be a man? Well, because they're the best. <laughs> they're the best. Um, <laughs> manballs are the best. Um, <laughs> That's a reference as well. Um, uh, but okay, so what, when you think of um, Twilight, what do you think of? Right? And, and and does that really dovetail into like the tropes of uh, Ready Player One? Essentially, 
Twilight is a story of uh, Bella Swan who meets a guy who's a vampire <laughs> and they want to get on and, and he's like an, um, an idealised teenage girl's fantasy of what uh, a, a boyfriend should be like kind of moody or he could he could go like, I can't have sex with him because he might go crazy and kill me if we do like that's that's really hot um, and he's handsome and but he's also really old but he doesn't look it um, and also he's a vampire <laughs> but that's what that's what teenage girls are looking for so does art three myths represent the ideals of what a nerdy guy is looking for as and well? that he is a woman <laughs> Who will talk to him? Is that, is that, is that, is that the defining characteristics of Art Three Miss? Is that she's a woman who will talk to him? Yeah. Okay, that's a. That's what them nerds like. I mean, that's still that's, <laughs> that's. I mean, like most people like that. I think. I um like. like but that's like, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that in in many ways, there's, like, there's nothing really special about Art Three Miss. She's just a girl. She's just a girl. That's a reference to Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I'm he was just a boy. A girl. Just a girl. <laughs> Can I make it any more obvious? Exactly. Like... I have to ring her up and ask her to make it slightly more obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the Hollywood public needs obvious things in their films. <laughs> it's very true. Um, okay, so we don't think it's Twilight for nerds. No. Like, cool. I mean, it's I mean, more, it's I mean, more, it's more Black be, Panther for nerds. They're, they're, they're both. They're both pretty badly written. They are pretty badly uh, written. Uh, they sorry, are. Oh, Bob. They are. They <laughs> do seem to be written and kind of calculated to uh, appeal to a certain demographic as well. Um, like mostly cuck teens. <laughs> <laughs> Can teens be a cuck? Yes, the teens that got <laughs> teens are. These are yeah, these teens. They're teens that got married very young, and then one of them got cheated upon by. Like, by somebody else. That's how you cuck a team. No, it's, it's, I thought cucks pay. They want they they get something from it. No, cuckolds, isn't it? No, yeah. there is a yeah. fetish, but like to be a cuck is yeah. like a, an insult. It's like to be an, there's a voluntary cuck and there's an involuntary cuck. That's the in cuck. Um, <laughs> it's the in calculation of the yeah. whole concept. <laughs> nice. All right. I, I guess like well like. I, I'm getting a feeling that we didn't think much of this book. I want to go around the table now and let's hear everybody's thoughts on Ready Player One. God, we've gone long. Um, let's try and keep it brief. I was going to start. Bob, what do you think? I think it's player? terrible. When I, I, <laughs> I really wish I'd done it. Fair enough. Well, but like, it's from the sounds of it, it sounds sounded like you were trying to write a very different book than the one I was trying book. to write a nerd-hating <laughs> manifesto. But it did kind of make me hate nerds. Yeah, well, then it's a great book. Well, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't just turn it around. Well, no one's ever told me what they think of it before. I mean, the sales and themselves and the way that it's been latched onto by like um, uh, uh, the, the nerd community as being like a uh, shorthand for nerd pride seems to state that a lot of people did not get your original intent. Mm. I kind of got it. I definitely didn't like this book and I, did, I hated everybody in it. But I don't think that's what... It came from my reading. I don't think that's everybody's experience. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. So you failed as a writer. I failed as a writer and a man. Ah, that's too bad, Bob. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, Alice, what did you think of this book? Uh, one out of ten. Oof, that's a low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've heard enough from me. <laughs> Is that fair enough? <laughs> the first book out of the ten that you'd read. Which one will surprise you? <laughs> Top ten books. <laughs> I like this as a new article. Six will surprise you. <laughs> Do I have to list them? You want them listed? Um, oh, we're out of time. Yeah, we're running out of time. <laughs> okay, fire off. Um, well, let's just say number 10 is 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> By noted anti-Semite <laughs> Um Airbard, what did you think of Ready Player One? Uh, I'd give it a nice, uh, a nice 24. Out of... <laughs> i just give it a 24. Okay. Does that mean you like it or you don't like well, it? Well, I thought Jack Bauer should have been in it. <laughs> there was no Jack Bauer and there, were, and there were, wasn't really enough That's Chloe. very true. The, Jack, I... Jack Bauer and Chloe were missing for me. Okay. If you could have got... If you could have swiveled them in, Bob, it would have been a much better... Oh, I'll put them in the sequel. Can you put some Jack Sparrow in there? I hate that guy. <laughs> okay. You hate him, so you put him in the book. Okay. Right, I want to see sense. him tortured. <laughs> I want to see the scene in the next, in Ready Player Two, where they go to a boat and Jack Sparrow says, like, Oh, I'm, I'm Jack Sparrow. Don't torture me, please. And then they go, No, you're getting tortured, Sparrow. And they just torture Jack Sparrow. Is that the whole book? Yeah. Okay. 85% of the book. I mean, that might get across your point that you hate nerds. Who's <laughs> nerd? He's a bigger nerd than Jack Sparrow. He's Always the biggest like, jock there was. He's such a big nerd. He loves boats and treasure. He's just obsessed with it. He's like, oh, God, stop talking about getting your treasure and your shit back, mate. I get it. I'm a nerd for having sex with girls. Yes. <laughs> what? At least I was before I was married. Fair enough, fair enough. So you like so you like this book then? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Dad. Might be a dissenting voice. Well, let's see, Aaron. What did you think about Ready Player One? Uh, I liked it. Well, I liked the references. Uh, I didn't like anything. The story. Uh, what about the homages? Yeah, homages. Yeah, the homages. Yeah, I, I think it should have been just references like, "Show me the money," and uh, "I make you an offer you cannot refuse." Say hello <laughs> to my little friend. Say hello to my. To Josh's penis. Yeah. Who's Josh? Uh, he's some guy with a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a wonderful guy. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah, no. Okay, uh, so you have more references. Well, yeah, it's better than other reference books. What? Oh, right. <laughs> so you just want a literal... Better than the Dawning Kinders I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so, okay, that's two, it's two yeses for Ready Player One. Um, and I think three against, uh, including the author himself. <laughs> I'm going to have to say that, yeah, Ready Player One, it sucks. It sucks. Oh. I, I really didn't like this book. Um, I think it's uh, it's something sick about this book. <laughs> it's, it speaks to a sickness within our culture. There's something unhealthy about it. There's no, like, any book which is basically elevating the act of locking yourself in a virtual reality chamber to live out a masturbatory fantasy of 80s films and video games and that's somehow like shown to be like heroic it's kind of messed up I don't like it I don't like it at all don't get me started and I'm speaking as a person who's watched Back to the Future several times at least twice so I think I know what I'm talking about here um I would give it a thumbs down, um, which is great. It's great. It's a terrible book. It means that we can make improvements, and you, we've got the author here to, to actually bounce our ideas off. Okay. In, in the section we call notes, and it's. Notes, 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 he's written a much longer one. <laughs> it gives you time, though. It gives you time to think. That's what we needed, right? Now. <laughs> gather, gather your thoughts. So I, I was in the car park the other week, and Jack Sparrow came by. Well, Wait, Jack Sparrow uh, or Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow? No, like, well, like, I was on my on my Acer um, laptop and I downloaded it. 
And then he was on the screen. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, we're done. Notes, everybody. I'm going to go from Harren. Harren, you like this book, but I'm yeah. sure you've got your own ideas of how it could have been. Yeah, I think, I think I would have called it Ready Player One. Why is it always the title? Why is it always the title? Because titles are shit. Like, like, you should never judge a book no by its cover. No one cracks the title in your, <laughs> in your view. First note's like, oh, I've changed the title. It's like, there's my notes. Cutting everything out. Wrong. The title out. I call it something else. Well, I judge a book by its cover, so the, I, the title's the first thing I see. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. It's important. So I would call it Ready Player One. Gladiator ready. This <laughs> 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 a reference. So, no, so Ready Player One is not enough of a reference to yourself as well. It's a reference to video games, but we could also be a reference to but Gladiators. I made, yeah, but I would have made it in the 90s. I would have had Wolf from Gladiator oh my God. <laughs> come in with one of those giant earbud things and just <laughs> knock off Artem Arthremus. <laughs> Why would you knock her off? And not the a other... fucking cook woman. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a cook? A cook woman? What's a cook woman? Yeah, in the kitchen. <laughs> that oh, gives me an idea for a book called Wolf Hole. <laughs> it's about a wolf. <laughs> and this uh, book sounds bad. The, the, the writer Stephen Hall. <laughs> So, yeah, I would like to say that like this is not how titles are meant to work and you don't just name the title after characters in your book and just like see you don't. together you don't though do you? Romeo and Juliet yeah. the importance of being earnest is his, these are both his plays autobiography they're both plays <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even think of a book it's a play of words, words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baba booey <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> and the something of something. Lolita. Yeah, yeah, but Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban James Bond. wasn't a book about a person <laughs> called Harry Potter and a person called Ampersand and a person called Prisoner and a person called Of and a person called Azkaban, was it? It was a place and it was all the other words in the title were incidental to the construction of the sentence. Then Lolita, what was your, what was your comment to that? Okay, fair enough. But it wasn't called Humbert, Humbert, and Alita and every character what in this book. about Crime and Punishment? What about my two favourite cops? Crime and Punishment. Is that what it was about? It was a, it was a buddy, buddy cop movie. Yeah. Okay, alright. Hi, I'm Dave Crime. And I'm a Harry Punishment. And yes, that's right, I am a policeman. Isn't that ironic? It's a reference. Okay, all right. That's your note then. You yeah. change the title. That's I, it. I know, I know. And I would put Wolf in there, and he would okay. go around meeting people. Really so, knock, and then at the end, really? he would try to run up the travelator and get to the top. But then he'll go back down to the bottom again, and then go back to the top and go back to the bottom again. Okay, and that's okay. never, never. So Wolf would we, would he replace Wade then? Pardon? Would Wolf replace Wade in the book? Um, no, there'll, there'll be a Wade as well, but there'll be somebody else called Row. And then be a Roe versus Wade. <laughs> oh god. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's a reference to uh, abortion. Yeah. It's exactly. Abortion. It's a reference. It's a reference. Stephen Koenig would have liked that reference. Yeah, and that's a reference to another reference. Okay. Let's let's end this. Okay. I'll move on, Harren. Thank you very much for your notes. Eobard, how would you have improved this book? Well, I think that the I also think the name should have been changed. <laughs> I feel like the name wasn't direct enough. It didn't really tell you what was inside the book. So I think what it really should have been called was Minecraft, Batman, The Joker, Harley Quinn, Nightmare on M Street, Friday the 13th, Star Trek Fighter. 
Speed Racer Bigfoot <laughs> Back to the Future Tronic Hero Jurassic Park King Kong The Last Action Hero Oh, so basically a title would have been made up of all the titles of the things that it's referring to. Iron Giant. Okay. That's a bit unwieldy. How about we shorten it to a acronym? Okay, so I suppose that we could call it, um, it could be called Mubba Tudja Kwa Ana or Eos Fra Fra the 13. Star. No, wait. Star. Sir, but somehow took a longer than the actual verse in the title. Say it again, <laughs> Okay, so basically, I I think it should be called for thirteen stuff We can definitely get that into the movie as well. I, we could also fit that on the movie poster as well. Yeah, at one point, they'd be like, Shit, this got real! <laughs> Wait, hold on a second though. I, I would like to point out that at no point is the phrase Ready Player One ever uttered throughout the. Uh... Yeah, I had to cut that. Steven Spielberg put it out. I'm just saying you wouldn't have to mention the title. It's like, you don't have to put the title. They do in their most films. Not, yeah, they do, but like. I insist, I insist Steven puts it out, like in Schindler's list. Yeah. At the end, he goes, Schindler, where's your list? Yeah. Schindler's list and there was that really weird scene in Hook where like Dustin Hoffman said Stevie boy catch that crab <laughs> and it didn't make sense because you changed the title of the film but you kept the line in it was really weird um, okay thank you very much Eobard. Uh Alice what was your notes this is such a long episode um, um, I'm really sorry about this I'll keep it short so I would make Artemis the main character get rid of Wade and then Artemis would go in and she'd kill all the nerds in the Oasis Love and then she be the queen of the oasis and that's how I would change so it's just basically like a, a nerd version of I spit on your grave where the woman strikes back mm. I mean or attack of the 50 foot woman yeah uh, maybe that's what she her avatar could be a 50 foot woman right no no it would be princess peach but with my <laughs> <laughs> alright all right. that sounds that's so not 50 foot but 50 foot that sounds alright I mean like uh Bob, I mean, you've heard all these notes uh, to your book. Which ones did you like the most and which uh, would you have taken on board? I, I, I think everyone here is against my artistic vision and I would cut them all. Really? I, I, I do uh, Eibar's one, maybe. I like the title. You like the title, okay. Apart from that, I'd cut them all. I mean, to be honest, I think the book could be about 20 pages shorter. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes, there were you, parts of the book that weren't references to things. The right? my dear, you, you, your first draft of the book was a million pages long. <laughs> yes, it's true. And now you've got it down to like two hundred, and now you're saying it's got to be twenty less. That's very yeah, true. that'd be perfect. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, <laughs> I, Bob. I I know that like um you, you you've written this book as a sort of like anti nerd. Uh, Manifesto, almost. You, you, uh, it's been picked up as uh, uh, in the opposite intention to what... Uh, it's been interpreted in the opposite manner that you had intended it as the author. Um, but I don't Take know. the author and all that. 
death of the author. But I, 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 I kind of half suspect that you're kind of into that whole nerd culture thing. I, you calling me some sort of nerd cuck? <laughs> well, I, I just learned that word today. It's true. I mean, I was. We're all cucks on some level. I did a little bit of digging on Ernest Klein for today's episode, and I have discovered that, like, in addition to being a writer and screenwriter, he's also a bit of a slam poet. Um, and he wrote a poem called uh, Nerd Porn Auteur. And I was going to issue this challenge to people. If you want uh, to check your phones, I've sent you all the text for this. I want to see how long each of you can read this poem before, without laughing and without cringing horribly internally. So if you check, um, I think I've sent it to the message board. Aaron, do you want to go first? No. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm illiterate. I can't, I can't read. But do I identify the right letter? <laughs> <laughs> I think someone doesn't want to read it. Because it hits a bit too close to home, eh, uh, Aaron? We should have called this poem Haran. <laughs> zang, zang, zang. Yeah. You got zang. It's just called Haran by Ernest Kind. What do you think of that, Haran? He flattered. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, then you like, have no problem reading. <laughs> All right, um... Nerd porn auteur. I've noticed that there don't seem to be any porno movies that are made for guys like me. All the porn I've come across... Wait. Well, <laughs> okay, you lost already. <laughs> you lost already. You immediately lost. I knew you couldn't resist it. I knew you couldn't resist it. That's pretty good. I'll carry on. Ayabai, Ayabai, go. Well, from what? all the porn I've come across. From all of the porn I've come across was targeted at bear-swelling sports bar-dwelling alpha males. Oh, oh God, man who like that woman, stupid and submissive. Who who wrote this <laughs> cock? Bob, yeah. no, it was written by the different artist. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you are <laughs> Ernest Klein. Me, okay. <laughs> it was the classic shaggy defense there. Come on, it wasn't me. Okay. Where did you get to? Men who can only get it up for monosyllabic cock, Humphrey. Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> you lost. You lost. Cock Humphrey nymphos. Okay. I mean, Bob. Like... We've got gangsterman breasts <laughs> and a free world vocabulary. Adult films are populated with these collagen-injected, liposuctioned women, many of whom have resorted to surgery and self-mutilation in an attempt to look the way they've been told to look. These aren't real women. They're objects. And these movies aren't exotic. Wait, are you penalising just misreading? <laughs> is this like, oh, oh, I'm a good reader? Is that, no, 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 no. That, uh... I mean, a lot of it was just like how far you could actually get into this poem without actually wanting to fucking like bash your head against something. It is one of the worst things I think I've <laughs> ever read in my life. Uh, it's awful. It's awful, awful, awful. This is the guy who's essentially written uh, like nerd porn of Ready Player One. It's sort of thrown the book in a different light to me because like here's a guy who says like, oh there's no porn for people like me I don't like like normal porn what do I like I like smart girls who wear glasses oh that's that, nobody I'm so different and uh, this is the bit that pisses me off if you're an intelligent woman uh, if you're an intelligent woman that's interested in breaking into the adult film industry and you can tell me the name of Luke Skywalker's home planet then you are hired <laughs> fuck you wait 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 one second is he 
hiring adult film actors. Exactly. Well, first of all, apparently he is a, the porn mogul in this situation, and he's also asking his actress uh, but, name this. But then it says, "Then you are hired." It doesn't matter if you think you're overweight or unattractive. It doesn't matter if you don't think you're beautiful. You are beautiful. And I will make, make you a star. star. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine <laughs> if it's being read with the voice of, I've noticed there don't seem to be many porn movies made for people like me. <laughs> I mean, that's just all oh, no, we could have a good conversation, us three. Ernest Kind of. Oh, there's Ernest Klein. Oh, it's me, Ernest Kind of. I'm a, I'm mine. Have you read my book? Bob, Bob, say something to Ernest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm also there. Yeah, me too, Ernest Sky. Oh, I love nerd culture, me. Luke Skywalker's home planet. Oh! Thundercats. This is awful. This is one of the worst things like, I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I think um, if you want to really uh, check it out for yourself, I'll include a link um, down in the show notes, but it is something else. Um, this is what we were talking about before, about the fetishization of nerd culture. It's really fucking unhealthy. It's really weird. And I hate the fact that, because he's a slam poet, it suggests that this kind got up on stage and performed this in front of people at some point. And I think there are actually recordings of like live spoken performances of this piece. Um, but Harren, you like this, don't you? That's you. Hmm? That's, this is <laughs> your kind of thing, isn't it? You what, said you were uh, flattered. You were flattered before. About, oh no, yeah, I was yeah. flattered that somebody would dedicate a poem to me. Yeah. <laughs> What's the bit that you re- you related to the most in this poem? Uh, let's see. Uh, these vacuum-headed uh, fuck bunnies don't turn me on. I mean, that's, that's untrue because I I do put my cock into the head of a vacuum. <laughs> and <I'm> rabbits. <laughs> and in the poem. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I don't think that's what he was referring to. In huh? that. I think you're taking it a bit too literally, uh, okay. Aaron. Again, um, sorry, I'm yeah. just gonna say this. This Skywalker, Luke Skywalker <laughs> reference is not nerdy enough. It's true. It's no. like what's popular culture. What's, what's, his, what's his home planet? I think I might be wrong. Is it Tatooine? Oh, and she got the role. <laughs> no, no, because he wasn't born on Tatooine to live there. Isn't but that's his home planet. His home planet, his home planet surely where he was born. So, which is? Which is? I don't remember. Alderaan, is it? It might be Alderaan. No, 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 it might be Alderaan. It's too obvious. No, it's Naboo. It's Naboo, it's Naboo isn't it? Because like, well, both of them like, you know what? This is, maybe it's I should... Where, <laughs> it's where uh, the council was. Naboo. Was it Tatooine. Naboo? I googled it, it says Tatooine. Boom! In your no, but I, I think that's wrong. You're questioning the internet. I am. Okay, well... You just don't want Alice to become an adult actress for weird. <laughs> Why are you making me? This guy, you got the wrong baby. All you have to have done is seen Star Wars maybe like three times, which you probably will have done because it's a really massive popular culture. I saw it on Pirate Bay. But it's not like it's a nerd thing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But he, he, he it's um, like saying Harry Potter's a nerd thing. Oh, and also, like, you just know that it's terrible. You're not vacuum headed. It's a praising of just knowing facts. No, knowing a single fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this, oh. But this is not the only, like, um... um uh, what uh, else does he want? He also wants... Uh, I'm talking about girls that used to fuck up the grading curve. The girls in the Latin club and the National Honor Society. Chicks with weird clothes, braces, four eyes, and 4.0 GPAs. 
brainy articulate bookworms with Mensa cards in their purses and <laughs> chips on their shoulders. Insulting. Mm, my chips porn... on their shoulders. Yeah. I've got a chip on my shoulders. <laughs> my porn starlets will come in all shapes and sizes. My porn starlets will be too busy working on their PhD to go to the gym. In my happened. kind of porno movies, the girls wouldn't even have to get naked. They just take the guys down to the rec room and beat them repeatedly at chess. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just Hence, bash the bishop. Is that where it comes from? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, harder, baby. Oh, beat me harder. Atcha. <laughs> Shall we wrap up? Yes, let's wrap this up. Ernest Klein. What a great idea. Yeah, awful, awful. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today, uh, and Bob. Thank you very much for writing such a terrible book. Um, Thanks for having today. me. Thank you very much, Eobard, for coming down and sharing us. <laughs> Whatever it was you, your story, you I get guess. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you very much for revealing all the secrets of the alt right. Um, and Harold, Alice, always, as always, a pleasure. Um, anybody want to plug anything? Yes. <laughs> what would you like to plug? I'd like to plug my new website, <laughs> Car Park Bay. <laughs> just, I just started it after I shut down all. I sold altright.com and now who did you sell it? To these bunch of maniacs on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing all these crazy articles uh, critical of my brother. Okay. Barack. Uh, Baronk. Obama. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Alright, thank you very much for that plug. I've got nothing to plug unless you want to go down and check out some me doing some new material in South Kensington. I'll be at the South Kensington Comedy Club at the Hoop and Toy tomorrow, which is Sunday. And this episode comes out on Monday, so ignore that plug. That was pointless. <laughs> Unless you have access to a DeLorean. Hey, 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 it's a reference, it's a reference. Zama, zama, zama. Hey, hey, um, Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me today. Um, until next time, my name has been Shinty. Keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Bye-bye. <laughs>